Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. And today we're going to be chatting with Steven Sosa again. We're going to be going over some stuff that's going on in the NBA right now. And I'll tell you what, uh, I, we're essentially doing a an update on where the NBA stands right now. Um, right. I think my prediction about the magic is not uh, going to happen at this point. Hey. <laughs> It was wild and outrageous, and you said that from the start, especially because it looks like they might be trying to trade uh, right now, whether it be Aaron Gordon or Vucevic to any other team. We'll see what happens. But you want to know what? If you're looking at the standings, they're only, like from the play-in game, they're mm-hmm. only two games back. Yeah, they. Uh, I, just, I just have a lot of faith in that team because I think they have a lot of great young talent you know i think vucevic is a heck of a player i really like aaron gordon and uh folds too but you know folds got injured since i said that and everything and um you know and and they haven't had the best luck so you know well if it makes you feel any better although i still think my prediction was kind of right for essentially like all of the awards I was giving out. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore, but LaMelo ball has been doing really, really well the last couple of weeks, but Oh yeah. Like I saw Harry uh, Rozier has been Rozier, like killing it for the yeah. Hornets. Um, yeah. But the thing that's weird with LaMelo is I still think he's playing at exactly what I expect from him for the rest of his career though. So it doesn't change it too much. It's not like he's been balling out. He's been balling out for a rookie, I guess. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that's going to change for him is he's going to become more consistent, you know? So yeah, I he has his ups and downs. Yeah. I do think he's going to become more consistent. I don't think, you know, uh, the, the, his, his skill set, like I think will stay the same. But his level of consistency will get better, I think. Yeah, I hope so, because he is fun to watch. What's been great about doing the podcast with you, Stephen, is I've been watching basketball a lot more, so I don't just come across like a phony spectator. Like, I'm, he's yeah, not really well, watching the game. Good. That's good, considering this is a basketball, you know, podcast. Well, normally I just watch, like, the Lakers or whoever's, like, really popular at the time, but right. I've been trying to watch as many different teams as possible. And right. I think that's probably a good place to start. Like what I hate about the, and tell, is, is this something that you run into too? Like I hate the regular season because we get hyped up on so many teams that I'm just like, but you got to bring it in the playoffs. Cause I'm thinking like the jazz have been incredible. Obviously their record speaks for itself. Their differential is the best in the league, but yeah. they have just been they figured out how to work with Conley and Mitchell. Like they don't normally play too much together. They kind of stagger those minutes and yeah. they've been playing amazing. I don't know if it's just we're in COVID well, I, and I, like there's nobody like at the games, but I also honestly think if they have fans, they'll be even better, but like we need to see this in the playoffs and then that'll be great. It'll be nice to have a Utah team in the, the championships for me. Yeah. The, the one thing that they can do consistently is play great defense 
they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league for the past few years, you know. So uh, when you can do that, you can beat anyone. So I'll give Utah that, you know. You're capable of beating anyone anywhere when you can play defense at the level that they play it, you know. The they one... have Rudy Gobert is consistently – a defensive player of the year candidate every single year. Donovan Mitchell reminds me so much of Dwayne Wade. It's like ridiculous. And, and, um, uh, they have, you know, a talented squad. They just, I think, uh, have had, I think they, had to kind of figure it out on the offensive end, how they were going to make it work, you know, but I think they figured that out. So they are, they are balling right now. And they could not have got more welcome news than Anthony Davis kind of re aggravating his Achilles because the, really the only scary team to me in the West has been full power, Los Angeles Lakers, just their bench and then having LeBron and AD. But if AD isn't, able to go hundred percent. Essentially that doesn't matter though, as long as he's going hundred percent in the playoffs, like who cares? Yeah. They'll make the playoffs even without him. So like he doesn't have, like they, they can manage to be, I think like a pretty, like a four or five seed, even without Anthony Davis, you know? So they're that good. So with him, I think they're the most dangerous team in the West. Uh, but um, because I learned a long time ago not to bet against LeBron James, and now LeBron has Anthony Davis on this team. Like, uh, but with both those guys healthy, you know, um, I don't think anybody can beat that team in a seven-game series. Well, I wouldn't say nobody's capable of it, but – Highly you unlikely. know, fat, fat chance, basically. Well, so. and there haven't been any teams, like, honestly, I don't think there's going to be any major surprises in the Eastern and Western Conference championships. Well, what I, what I mean by that is, like, if any of the top four made it, I guess Phoenix might be a surprise, but if any of the top four of the East or West, like, made it into the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't be super surprised by that um, because you yeah. have Philly, Milwaukee, think, Brooklyn, and then you have Utah, Los Angeles, L.A., and Phoenix. Like, Portland's not going to make no, it. No. San Antonio's not going to make it. Denver's not going to make it. Ooh, Denver could if Portland. Jokic... Portland could. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I think Portland is good enough and – Dame is is enough of a stud that CJ's out too. Yeah, CJ's out. They need they definitely need you know people to step up. But uh, I think that Portland is a team that could knock off some team that is expected to beat them. You know, Uh, I think they're that good. So. It's they have to it it all comes down to health. It always seems like the healthier team 
seems to win. Are there are there any examples like in NBA history? Where it's like, well, this was a total surprise that this team won. When you look at it, like Cleveland winning after the Draymond suspension wasn't really a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors winning the year before when Kevin Love and then Kyrie Irving were injured wasn't really a surprise. Like there, yeah. there really aren't that many NBA champion in, surprises. Yeah, not in recent history, but I think you can go back to like 99, right? 1999, uh, the Knicks were the eighth seed in the in the playoffs and made it all the way to the finals, you know? So and maybe that's what we're living right now because that was the lockout shortened season. So we're living, it's not a lockout, but the COVID shortened season right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that, the whole COVID thing uh, makes things interesting. And, uh, you know, we could end up seeing a team that people didn't expect um, going, at least going very far, you know. Um, but what does going very far mean to you? Uh, to, to just exceeding expectations. Uh, like, like, uh, a team that that people don't expect to like a team people expect to be one and done or whatever going to the conference finals. I think something like um, like that could happen in a season like this. You know, um, uh, if you want a specific example, I could because uh, even that example that you use of like the eighth seed. Heat, I would have to go back and look at who they played again, or not the Heat, the, the Knicks. Eight seed Knicks. Yeah. Um, seeing who they went up against because what I always hear from, I don't really remember watching that at all, but it seemed to be that it was just the the younger, healthier teams seemed to do pretty well. Like, didn't the Knicks like not even play with Patrick Ewing for most of the playoffs that year? No, they they didn't. Um, I'm not even sure if. Was Ewing still in, on the Knicks at that at that he time? He was, yeah, because okay. I'm trying to look at the game log right now. The corpse of, of Patrick Ewing was still on the Knicks. LOL. Oh, man, there's uh, a lot of games here. Oh, yeah, he played with the Knicks for at least through 2000, uh, 99. Yeah, he oh, didn't I even see. play in the San Antonio series. Yeah, I I was gonna say because I I don't remember him playing in the San Antonio in the finals in '99, um, but uh, you know that that is the the best example I can think of of surprise like uh, a surprise or like the Grizzlies in 2011. They were a surprise because they barely made the playoffs. And then they were so good defensively, though, that they ended up kicking the one seed Spurs butts, you know, and made the second round. So it happens. It just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of different storylines where I'm like, oh, like the Nets. I watched the the Nets Golden State game. And I know Golden State isn't at their full powers or whatever, but the Nets absolutely destroyed them. The thing that 
I think this is normal. When you only have one offensive threat, you're just going to try to negate that one offensive threat. But the Warriors are kind of toast. They have no chance. <laughs> they have no chance with just Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson's not walking through that door anytime soon. Well, uh, because but they watching have, them play and the amount of energy fairness, that Curry has to exude is insane. Right. In all fairness, he does have a little bit of help. He has Draymond Green. But <laughs> little um, bit key the keyword little bit. Yeah, no, Draymond's not a big scoring threat, but he can get people open shots. He rebounds the ball very well. You know, um, what I mean is he can get people good looks. Um, you know, because he he's very good at driving and kicking and that kind of stuff. So his skill set allows, puts, uh, puts, uh, takes some of the pressure off of Steph offensively, even though he doesn't score a lot, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But, watching that, but watching that game, it's usually when he's going, what's crazy is like the Nets aren't like amazing at defense. They seemed very locked in during that game. I don't know if there was any motivation of like, we have to win this for KD or whatever, but that yeah. team, the Nets are getting more and more scary to me. Uh, yeah. Like, cause last week I was just like, oh, they're not doing well. I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. KD hasn't played because of COVID protocols. And then when all three of them are playing together, it's just, yeah. And, and the fact that Irving is saying that he's willing to like, I'll be the shooting guard and Harden will be the point guard. I'm like, oh no, if the worst possible thing is happening to everyone in the NBA right now, they're coexisting. Like they're they're figuring out how right. to make it work. And I I would be scared. Like, unless AD comes back, like the Nets are looking like one of my one of my favorites for the year because they have so much firepower. And even though their bench yeah. seems small, they're still you go into a fourth quarter and you're not up by 20 or more, the Nets have a chance. Yeah. Um, they uh, they definitely have a lot of firepower. They're one of the most uh, talented uh, basketball teams on paper ever, I think. And, and um, uh, they, I mean, they have three players that are serious triple threats. And they have three guys that can break you down off the dribble. Um, three guys that can that can make big shots, you know, and are great shot makers. Um, so they're they're one of the most talented teams, one of the most talented basketball teams ever, um, and I think they're definitely a championship contender. I think at this point, anybody who doesn't think they're a championship contender, that's nuts. Like, they and definitely are. Even scary is you have two people on the Nets who are big game playmakers. I know there's a lot of question around Harden and whatnot, but Katie and Kyrie have made huge shots in the finals. Right. Kyrie got to watch Katie one year doing that, and they're, they're not going to be scared. Like, it's essentially what KD did when he first went like he knew he had all these guys on his side what LeBron did when he went with the heat he knew he had Wade and Bosch to fall back on um, uh -huh. granted they lost that first year but they have true Harden. championship DNA on that team 
Yeah, in Harden, like in defense of Harden, and I don't even like Harden, and my friends know this. It's well documented that I do not enjoy watching James Harden play, even though he's talented, and I can admit that. I don't, I don't enjoy watching him play because of the, um, like trying to deceive the refs, getting away with traveling all the time, and you know him shooting like as many free throws as he usually shoots and stuff like that. I that kind of thing, like that's why I don't like watching him play, even though I know he's talented. But in his defense. Uh, the people that say that, you know, he, he disappears in the playoffs or whatever, you can beat him in the playoffs, you know, um, because that's what I've heard. Um, uh, I think that he just, uh, didn't have like for, for, for the past few years, it's been pretty much all him, you know? What are you and, talking about? Um, about like, Harden. What? No, like the year that he lost to the Golden State Warriors, uh, I'm pretty sure Chris Paul was on that team and didn't have a a, a quad injury like he did the year well, that, previous. That's a good point that he I, was on I think that the team. reason people say that James Harden doesn't show up is because James Harden doesn't really show up like even even when like they played the Clippers and ended up coming back I, I want to say like 2015 and then made it to the Western Conference Finals he didn't get them to the Western Conference Finals it was all those people that were like sitting on the bench uh, playing garbage time minute that came de- back from like 30 down to end up beating the Clippers well if if they hadn't had Harden that year they wouldn't have made like the years they won I think it was was it 65 games with Harden and Chris Paul and Chris Paul got injured in the playoffs and everything. Um, you remember? That's the, it's that the year that they um, were about to win in game six and then Chris Paul goes down and they lose to the Warriors that year. I think that's 2017. They lost to the Warriors. Yeah. Chris Paul went down. I think they lost in seven games. Yes. And uh, they missed all those threes in game seven. Right. But um I I just think that uh, Harden Harden had like a, an, a very high usage rate. He was having to do a lot on, on those teams, and now on this next team, uh, and that was the only uh, thing I was trying to say in defense of him is just that. He was having to carry a lot of the responsibility on those teams and, you know, having to, to, to do a lot. And on this Nets team, he doesn't have to do that. Like he has KD and Kyrie and they can, you know, um, I think, that the reason one of the reasons they're coexisting uh, is I, I'm just speculating, but I think maybe the reason one of the reasons they're coexisting is because they know that 
they can if they can do that, like they can win a championship, you know, it, that the only thing that's going to stop them is from winning a championship really uh, is if they don't do that, you know. Um, so, uh, but going back to what I was saying before, um, I just think Harden has a lot more help now. So, you know, people are talking about how, uh, he, you know, you can beat him in the playoffs and all that. I don't know if you've heard that narrative. I have over and over, you know, um, because he's been getting beat in the playoffs. Like, he always has a great regular season, then he gets beat in the playoffs. Um, now he has a lot more help, you know. So I don't think that's, I think that's a non-issue. So, well, yeah. I mean, when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two people who have already won championships, I think, yes, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's a lot different than having just Chris Paul, but I don't think that James Harden was ever a lot like, in game seven, yes, you could say in theory, James, game, uh, and when I say that, it's uh, the 2017 2018 season. He, when Chris Paul that, got injured. So, yeah. And in that, uh, well, I guess you could say that year, Harden was just unlucky. So, I mean, you have, you, I, I don't want to not, you know, he deserves some of the responsibility some of the blame for them coming up short, but I mean, Chris Paul got hurt, you know? Um, and, and so, um, I but think Kevin Paul- Durant got hurt the next year and the Warriors beat him four, two, <laughs> like, I, cause I think I get, essentially, I think I get what how you're many, saying, Steven. How, how much talent did they have on that team though? You know? So in, in on the 2018-2019 team? Yeah, they had they had uh, uh not um, only Kevin enough to Durant. not lose in the semifinals without Kevin Durant 4 to 2. Uh, or do you mean the Warriors? The Warriors or the Rockets? I'm 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 talking about the Warriors. Like how much talent did that team have that that's what you're talking about, right? They had a Clay, Iggy, Draymond, Steph. Uh, they did not have Kevin Durant, and then right, but they were still pretty loaded, you know. And then that... they had just uh, Harden, Paul, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and Clint Capella. I love PJ Tucker. Yeah, He's like I one think of my favorite I got. Players. I think I got the years mixed up just now, but. Uh... Oops. Anyway, um, uh, I, I, uh, but still all those guys you just named, like they had, they had a lot of talent on that team, you know, really, I thought that them getting Kevin Durant was, uh, kind of overkill. Yeah. So, man. And well, but we'll see, like barring any major changes, I, it, it's always hard because there's no way to predict injuries. So it's almost dumb to do predictions, but just watching the nets, the last couple games with all three of them playing together, 
I have been very much impressed. And what I've been like, since all of them can shoot, and then you just have Joe Harris waiting in the in the corner for the three. It's like, well, that's a nice little well, thing. They to can have. all. They they can. I don't mean. I'm sorry. Uh, didn't mean to talk over you there. Um, uh, I just wanted to say they can all not only shoot, but they can handle the ball. So they can break it down off the dribble, all of them. Uh, and they're great passers, all of them. So, you know, that also makes having a shooter like Joe Harris, who's one of the best shooters in the NBA, it makes him that much more dangerous. This is like, what are you going to do? You know, uh, no matter which one of those three guys, Harden, uh, Durant, or uh, or Irving has the ball like it, that's really hard to defend, you know. Um, so uh, Joe Harris, uh, I think is is probably their fourth best player, and um, and he's going to get a lot of open looks because of. Those guys are all triple threats. They can all shoot, pass, and dribble, you know, really Man, well. Could you imagine if Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't in, uh, injured, him coming off the I bench? I know. They'd probably trade him, ball. honestly. Alex? Yeah, what's up? Uh, uh, no, there was just a, a silence there for a second. but I'm looking uh, at their I, roster, man. Their roster is pretty good, man. Uh, what the next? Look, well, because yeah. everyone said like after the trade, like, well, now they have like no bench. I'm like, <sighs> not that yeah, any of these people you know, are like amazing, but they're good. Like Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown played unreal in Saturday's game. He was so fun to watch. But then they have Jeff Green, they have Landry Shamit. I'm not saying any of these people are amazing, but like this isn't like a bench Landry to Shamit, though to scoff at. Knockdown three and D guy, you know, and. Like he can shoot and and he can defend. And uh Landry Shamit is a good role player, solid role player. Uh Dinwiddie, if he was healthy, they'd be even more dangerous. I mean, Joe Harris, uh he's a he's a you know, he plays big minutes, but like you know, uh they have a lot of talent on that team. Um, really like the only position where they're, they could be considered an air quotes weak is center. Like they only have Deandre Jordan and then some yeah. guys that I've never heard of before. I've heard of Noah Vonley, but you have like uh, Nicholas Claxton, Reggie Perry, Yo, Norvell Vonley Pell. I have no idea who those people good. are. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, I think they'll be fine though. Like, cause if you think about it in the East, who do you really have to go up against except Embiid? Yeah. Giannis, um, which I think Kevin Durant could like kind of contain Giannis. And let's be honest, I haven't seen Giannis do anything that really impresses me in the playoffs well, yet. So all you have to do against Giannis in the playoffs, shoot your three, baby. The, all we have to do, all you have to do against Giannis in the playoffs is make sure you pack the paint very well. And then other than that, like, at the same time, you want to try to close out the shooters as best as you possibly can. And that is how you defend Giannis. 
and you can beat his team that way. Toronto proved it. The Heat proved it. It's possible to beat Milwaukee. They're, they, they do very good in the regular season, but they don't look nearly as scary to me anymore. Like, I don't consider them a contender anymore, and I used to. I agree. Watching them has been really eye-opening this year because I really hadn't watched a whole lot of Bucks games in the past, generally just like the playoffs. So all I see is them losing in the playoffs. But watching them like this regular season is just not impressive at all. Yeah, the the problem is... Giannis can't shoot, so they surround him with a bunch of shooters, and I think they designed the team well for having a superstar with the with the skill set that he has, with the talents that he that Giannis has. But the, I think the problem is you have your big superstar can't shoot at all, um, and and so. When when the when your shooters aren't knocking down shots, when the other guys aren't knocking down shots, Milwaukee becomes a lot less dangerous, you know, because Absolutely. because Giannis already can't shoot, you know, so yeah. not should... consistently. Obviously, he has games where he knocks down shots. His shot's so gross. It is. It is. It's so uh, bad looking. It's gotten better, believe it or not. I I do but, believe it, but even so, it like now I'm just like, what are you? It like it's. I don't know if you like play pickup ball a lot. I mean, granted, he's six eleven. He's incredibly strong. He can move. Yeah. He's so fast, agile, etc. But he's one of those guys where like if you were at you you'd see him, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the guy that I want on my pickup team. And then right. when you see him shoot, you go, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's. Uh, I I agree. Like, it, they're very. The Bucks are very beatable. Is is basically what I'm saying about the Bucks. Is like, they're they they have a lot of talent. Like, the talent level is not the issue. It's it's the the issue is that their superstar, their guy, um. Is powerless. Yeah, because he can't shoot, it's a it's a lot easier to defend him, particularly in the half court. You know, you just kind of pack the paint and dare him to shoot, and you'll give yourself a chance to beat Milwaukee in a seven game series. So, um, just really quick, uh, not necessarily really quick, but I just want to say. Greg Popovich, you know, being a Lakers fan my entire life, I owe, I owe you an apology. I feel like a lot of us don't, I think it's okay to hate people, but you have to like also love them at the same time. Like I always wanted him to lose. I always wanted him to fail because Lakers spurs during the, the two thousands was a, a, was a real was a rivalry, rivalry but like, man, just what a pleasant surprise. I couldn't name, besides DeMar DeRozan, I, I mean, I could name them, but besides DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, I couldn't name another player. <laughs> DeJounte Murray, I guess. I can't name that many yeah. players on the Spurs, but they're competing and looks like they're going to make the playoffs again. Obviously, they're not going to go that far, but 
man, what an amazing coach is all I have to say. <laughs> no, I, I came to that realization years ago, like, uh, and whether they make the playoffs or not, pop is an amazing coach. Um, he has even like, there was like a 20 year period or over 20 year period where they made the playoffs almost every single year. And, um, and so pop is arguably the best coach in NBA history. Um, he might be, you know, at this point. Cause I know Phil Jackson has the rings, but yeah, man, there's just something so special about it because hey, think about this too. His two in air quotes, best players, because they're the ones that I can name are outdated for the time of play that we're in right now. Like DeMar DeRozan doesn't really have a three point shot. Yeah. Marcus Aldridge kind of has to play. Like he does have that mid range game that he can play, but like, that's not really what we're expecting from bigs right now. And still yeah. being in the playoff picture with two kind of out of date stars, if you want to call them that on your team is just so amazing. And it could be, I, I don't know if maybe like they just have struck some gold with drafting potentially, but I don't know yeah. who Keldon Johnson is. Who's Keldon Johnson? Yeah. 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 I I've never heard of that guy. Um, but that's what pop does. Like, it, it seems like you can give them anything and he will, they will play to their maximum potential. You know, um, they are winning the Southwest division. They're number one. Yeah. So that means the Mavs who we're all expecting so much from not doing so hot. Houston, I, was, I was going to say, I was going to say um, that uh, one of the things I wanted to say in this podcast was that uh, I don't even think Dallas is going to make the playoffs the way they're playing right now. I agree. I agree. With and that. I don't get me wrong. Don is great. I love Porzingis, but those idiots were, were playing a team in the Warriors the other day that had, and I watched the first half of the game and then flipped the channel because I was like, okay, this is, I, I didn't like watching it, you know? Um, but, and I, I had a feeling that the Warriors were going to win the game and they did by like 16. but. They got their butts kicked by a bunch of little shorties uh, in the Warriors because they didn't use their size correctly, I think. When you're, you know, Dallas is one of the biggest, tallest teams in the league, and they're playing a team that didn't, in that game, they only were playing nine, the, the Golden State Warriors were only playing nine players. and they had, they didn't have anybody playing that was over six foot seven. And, you know, the, the Mavericks, meanwhile, have got uh, multiple players over six foot seven. And one guy in Porzingis is seven foot three. They've got Marianovic, Boban, right? And he's seven foot three, I think. And, uh, and they, I think, didn't didn't do what they should have done strategically, which is 
post those little dudes up, you know, pound the ball inside, post those guys up and play bully ball. They Mm -hmm. were, they were shooting threes, facing up, shooting jumpers. And I, I just thought that that was terrible and they totally deserved to lose that game. And they have no real impressive wins. They beat the, they've so far this season, they beat the Rockets, the Nuggets by seven early in the season, the Magic, Hornets, Pacers, Spurs, right after I compliment them, the Hawks, the Warriors by two, the Timberwolves, the Hawks again, the Pelicans, like they're all the teams that they've lost to, the Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, they've also lost to the Rockets. They've also, lost to the trailblazers like they don't have any really impressive wins i'm with you man they're not i i just yeah. don't see unless Doncic like steps it up he seems like he's still out of weight uh or overweight like looking at his face is where yeah. i notice it, it when yeah, he is the he, chubbier uh, he is in the face the more out of shape he is and the the thinner that face gets the better he's going to play and he doesn't seem to be it's it, at this point in the season like he should be have played himself into shape and he's still not quite there. And I had such yeah. high hopes for that dude. And he's just being a, I think he's the next big thing in the league. Uh, I think he's a very, very talented player. I just don't think that, and he had a very good game yesterday against Portland. Uh, but Dallas just couldn't pull it out uh, too much game in that game. Uh, but what's crazy you know, about that is that's too much Dame and no McCollum. Like that's why it's like a one of those concerning losses to me. I'm like you're losing to Dame. You're you, you're losing to Dame Lillard is essentially what's happening because I'm pretty. Is it Nurkic injured too? So like their team is decimated with injury. Is, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it is it is uh, concerning uh, to me. Uh, that for Dallas that that they're not they should be uh, a lot better doing a lot better than they are you know and I know that that COVID changed things and stuff like that but I just think Dallas is not playing as well as they should be playing and some of that has been some of their strategic choices in games you know strategy uh choices uh uh for instance like i said the other day when they were playing the warriors who didn't have anybody over six foot seven playing and they only had nine guys in that game and uh they got their butts kicked because i think they they didn't play to their strength in that game which is we're bigger than you we're taller than you you know um and and uh uh so i i just don't think i don't see dallas making the playoffs the way they're playing right now yeah and like looking at i thought porcingas was doing pretty well but his stats are down from his best his rebounding is up, which good, good for that. But I haven't been in, imp- it's what Bill Simmons calls like the eye test there. Are, I yeah. think his stats are a little bit anomalous because of his inconsistency. So like 
great. You had a 40 point game and then you have a nine point game. You have, you know what I mean? Like there's I'm right, trying to look at right. His game logs right now, but he's not a lack of consistency. He's not doing amazing enough. Yep. Lack of consistency. Um, any other teams that you want to go over Steven? Um, I think the Knicks are doing surprisingly well this year. I don't know if they can keep it up, but they've been playing well uh, compared to other their other years. They've been a lot more competitive. Miami has been disappointing, uh, but I, I think Miami will get it together and find a way to make the playoffs. I think they're too good not to. And they're in the ninth spot. They're not like crazy. They're in the playing game. And if the cards are down, the heat will win the, the eight, nine, 10 matchup. Yeah. I, I fully expect them to make the playoffs without even having to win the playing. How uh, many games has Jimmy Butler missed? Like, like they're not even at yeah, full strength and they're still there. Yeah. A lot of games. Uh, and the heat's defense, I think, uh, has helped them a lot, uh, you know, um, with Jimmy Butler not being there. Uh, Miami is still a very good defensive team most of the time, even when Jimmy Butler is not there, you know. So um, they're capable of beating anyone just because they're capable of playing defense at such a high level. But... uh, uh, I, I, they've been disappointing so far. Um, I expected them to be doing a little bit better at this point, but I fully expect them to make the playoffs and I don't think it'll even take up the play in tournament for them to get in. You know, you know what? We could probably talk about this another time, but I really would like to see, especially with how travel is now just the get rid of conferences. I, I don't know why there's like this. Reason I would to love keep that them. because like looking at this, there are the six, seven and eight seed in the East all have losing records. And then there is one team that isn't, wouldn't technically make the playoffs in the Western conference, the Grizzlies who has a 500 record. I don't right. know why that always infuriates me whenever I see that. I'm just like, well, it infuriates a lot of people and it's, it's, it's like, do you get a bonus if you make the playoffs? Do you know? Like, because that sucks for the Memphis Grizzlies who are at a 500, but the Knicks and the Raptors are going to get a bonus for making the playoffs. I'm going to check that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, um, uh, have always kind of had an issue with that, you know, um, that I, I would like, like you said, I would like to see the best 16 teams period make the playoffs so they need to change uh that about the nba um i don't i have a feeling it's it's you know not so easy to just change it because otherwise i think they would have done it by now but um yeah it should just be the top 16 teams that way you get the best teams, the, truly the best teams in the league, you know, all the best teams uh, in the playoffs. Not some team that went 40 and 42, you know. They're, and confirming on SB Nation that they do 
get paid for making the playoffs. So that's kind of an, I can't believe that they have it set up in such a unfair way for how progressive the NBA is. It sure does seem to want to favor anyways, uh, don't need to make this into a political thing, but want you're screwing over, what? you're screwing over your team. Like, and so this has been going on for how long the Western conference has how many teams that should be in the, the playoffs. I'm sure we could, yeah, we, we should do an entire on podcast on this. I'm getting a little testy right now. No, it's uh, it's been that way for for a long time, um, and and that I think needs to change, uh, and I hope that at some point it does, um, but yeah, that uh, people have been saying that for years, and and I completely agree with that. It should just be the top sixteen teams. And uh, just one last note that I want to make sure that I say, because I know a person who'll get mad at me, mad at me if I don't bring them up. But the Suns, along with the Spurs, just another pleasant surprise. All credit be to Chris Paul. Wherever Chris Paul goes, success follows. So yeah. I have a much more profound respect for that guy than I did. Like I always heard that, like when he was on the Clippers, like Blake doesn't like playing with him. They fight, whatever. But and then obviously Harden no longer wanted to play with him and he was traded for well, Westbrook. Chris like Paul, he's a winner. I, I, I yeah. so I think I think that speaks to kind of almost bringing this entire thing full circle. Harden apparently didn't like playing with uh with winners. Um <laughs> now he does because he's with Durant and with uh with Kyrie, but man, he just keeps yeah. winning everywhere he goes, that Chris Paul. So kudos to you, man. Love, love, yeah. love you, Chris. Yeah. Um I think Chris Paul is uh, a great player. I was talking about him in our first uh, episode of, of Basketball Feelers. And I love, if you remember, and I, I love uh, that guy. And I pretty much always have. And I totally expected. It is a pleasant surprise. I mean, it is pleasant. But it wasn't a surprise to me uh, that that they're a playoff team right now because I know about the Chris Paul effect, you know. And I honestly did not think that they were going to. Like, I don't know. I did not think that they were going to make the playoffs, the Suns. And then Chris Paul comes in and just like, hold my beer and goes to work. He missed the playoffs in 2010 or he was injured. He and was injured, yeah. That is 15, 16. Been a mainstay in the playoffs since. Never won a championship, but I don't know when he came into the league, but since 2008, he's only missed the playoffs one year, and it may have been due to injury. So, Well, I think it was good due to him. injury, if I remember right. He, he like tore his meniscus or something, if I remember right. Chris so. Paul. He was out, and Darren Collison was playing in his place. Man, good, for, good for him, though. Good good for him. Well, uh, Stephen, you got anything else that you uh, want to say before we adjourn? Uh, I, I, okay. I, I just want to make sure that I said all the things I wanted to say. Uh, Dallas, I think. Uh, based on how they've played so far this year, uh, they've played like crap, and I think they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and 
Uh, let's see. Um, I I have I have actually enjoyed watching the Golden State Warriors, and I think Steph Curry um, gets gets uh, um, believe it or not doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is. I think. Um, and, uh, um, and, uh, I, I think he's proving it this year. He's, he's showing it once again, that he is an amazing player. Um, and you know, one of the all time greats and, you know, uh, people need to just recognize him as such, I think and not, uh, you know, have any other kind of attitude toward him as a player. Um, he's, he's one of all-time greats. He changed the game, and he's proving it once again this year that he's great. Um, and uh, I think... Um, uh, let's see what else, what else did I want to say? Oh yeah. Um, the Clippers barring, you know, uh, injury, like injury is the only thing that's going to keep the Clippers out of the playoffs. Uh, but I don't think the Clippers are a contender. So that's, that's, uh, I think that's, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, also, I don't think the Spurs um, are going to make the playoffs, uh, but I think Atlanta will. So, man, I hope that Atlanta doesn't, and I hope that the Spurs do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, I could be wrong, but uh, I, I just don't think that the Spurs are going to make the playoffs. Um, uh. I, I went over my top eight seeds in both conferences with my friend uh, uh, yesterday, last night. So, um, uh, you know, I, I thought about it and I went, you know what? I don't think Dallas is going to make the playoffs. And, and uh, even though the Spurs are doing really well for what they have right now. There's a lot more games left and I think they'll be on the outside looking in, you know, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Awesome. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you all give it a listen. Don't waste your time commenting. And from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better and looking forward to chatting with you next time.